queue sometimes treat often comfort always we doctors go by this but does the circumstances allow us to do so is a big question do no harm is the first priority that any health professional has or the oath that they take up before starting the practice but are the dentists in particular living up to that welcome to the episode 2 of indian tooth diaries podcast series and this is enigmatic upcoming dentists i am your host dr sahana selvaganesh we have with us definitely an enigmatic dentist who goes by the prior sayings and really put his mind on to providing a personalized treatment to all of his patients i welcome dr sundaram my junior and a person who i relate to on various aspects on the unfairness and the ruthlessness that the dentists have to undergo on a daily basis to remain afloat in this field in india hello doctor how are you doing building ma'am i'm really doing really well thank you for inviting me how are you i'm good too i'm very keen on listening to your part of the story of making it till this level in dentistry and what did this path really lead you to so the journey began as an accident then it became a quite good experience then i learned that we i need to learn more and add on to my knowledge so it has got me to till this part hmm. to my masters degree hmm. Let's begin from where it started. How did you approach dentistry, and uh, what was your idea after finishing your twelfth degree? And uh, uh, did you really uh, were keen on pursuing dentistry as an undergraduate course, or was it forced on you, or was your cut off really low that you took up dentistry uh, and you did not get an MBBS seat, or did other factors influence you to take up dentistry as a streamlined to practice? so i personally i wanted to help people that was my career goal and i felt that medi- medicine would be the better way to serve people so um and uh, i i worked really hard on that and as usual after the 12th grade results i didn't do as much as the new the colleges expected Uh, and i didn't have the money to get into medicine mm-hmm. so through the meritorious aspect with what i had i managed to get a 10 seat mm-hmm. and i started to study dentistry and i started to like it mm-hmm. how is your approach uh, to dentistry did it uh, really depend upon the 12th grade results that you got or uh, do you think the education system of a cut off from an educate uh, 12th uh, grade education really helpful in dentistry uh, or the present need system is better what do you think is better on your aspect or even though the students get a better mark in need uh, money does it really play a role even in this current scenario um I just want to open up on one thing. Um, I never attended calculus in high school, hmm. and I really hate math. Hmm. And uh, but I'm confident in basic arithmetic, and I've not used my cal uh, the tan theta, cos theta, or my differentiation anywhere, anywhere in dentistry. Anywhere. Yeah. So, so all that I've used here is my basic bio- biological sciences, uh, the basic understanding of living systems. Nothing has helped me. I've never learned something that was useful in the eleventh or twelfth grade, which I could actually apply um, in my dentistry course. 
So I'm I'm thinking that you came from a background of uh, CBSE education or no, ICSE I didn't, I didn't or state board. I came from a state board education, mm. and uh, what was done was my school was very open. They taught what was in the textbook, mm. and they asked us to learn more. But as an uh, as an above average student, I restricted mm. myself to the textbooks, and I really liked uh, what I learned in tenth and twelfth, and I I don't find it useful anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't see the application of it yeah. in dentistry. Yeah, I I see that too because being a dentist for uh, almost a decade now, maybe we can add all those are studying years also, and I feel uh, life skills are um, much more important in handling patients, which we are not taught uh, from childhood. We are not taught all that in the formative years of our education. And uh, the same thing with the neat one. It's like you clear need to get medicine or dentistry. I don't. I see people graduating like they clear ten with like ten people coming first mm-hmm. and twenty people coming. It, it doesn't really it make doesn't. sense, no. When and they don't actually teach us how to handle our uh, disappointments very properly. Yeah. So we pent up on mm-hmm. that, and mm-hmm. we don't do good. Hmm. And coming to uh, your undergraduate studies, where did you uh, do your undergraduation, and uh, how was your education or approach to clinical dentistry in your undergraduate level? So I graduated from Thai Mugambige Dental College, which is a de- private dental college in Chennai. Like uh, most of the private dental colleges, mm-hmm. like with few exceptions, the patient flow was very limited. So mm. my clinical training, I took extra care so that I learned more. Mm. Not only from the college setting, but also when I visited my seniors, I assisted them, I observed. Mm. So I find that lacking nowadays. So people just want to finish their BDS and mm. like start their own practice, mm. or finish their BDS, they hang around for one year and they become experts. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that, that is, I also feel because uh, currently uh, being in an educational institution, I don't find students. Who have the zest and uh, the fire in the belly kind of uh, thing to learn more or achieve more, and uh, uh, always you get looked down upon if you are like doing something new, and there are no not many people who associate with you. Was that really difficult? Because I know for a fact that you are a topper, and uh, were you even cornered because of that, or were you uh, like really different or set apart because you were a geek? Mm-hmm. I could say that you will. They will. I will be targeted most of the times yeah. because of the academic activities. But still, I have to push myself. Up. Yeah. There's no one going. No one is going to like give pull me up or yeah. anything. It is not a better process. I understand, but uh, you were not lauded for your uh, uh, approaches in dentistry or academically. Ma'am, it's like um, when you want to do better, when you want to better yourself, or you want to expo, show that you are the best. You spend so much time in doing certain things. Like mm. You spend so much time reading, so much time observing that you lose out on certain things. Mm. At the and when you turn back, you feel like you've lost so much, mm. and uh, and you get targeted also multiple times, like because of your academic activities, like you get. This is this separated from the normal bunch. But finally, do you think all of your uh, work or, or whatever you put your mind to was it really like 
fruitful did you were you able to enjoy uh, all the fruitfulness at, of your at, uh, at the initial aspect like wow after like two years of graduation i felt like oh i'm doing such good work wow mm. oh, it was so fine then the dunning kruger effects started mm. to set like reality so sets set in i then i recognized that i was lacking in so many things mm. then i recognized that i was like devoid of so much knowledge and this was not taught to me in my college this was not done And that is actually great you know you could identify the lacuna and build up on on it because uh, there are many dentists out there who are just lost they are not knowing which path to go on to they just lost they there it was a time like when i finished my bds and uh, when i ventured out to do new stuffs or when i was thinking what to do next there are there were a lot of people going and falling uh, down to take up mds as the next option but i, I feel as a dentist in india as of now we are not very less paid and we do not have a job that offers more on a daily basis you sit in a clinic and you keep waiting for patients to walk through that door and uh, not many patients it maybe it's just luck or maybe it's your work speaks problem is like there are so many dentists Hmm. but there is no proper formulation of uh, getting the students into the dental uh, dental colleges hmm. they just blindly give admission for 100 students every hmm. year hmm. and out of the 100 say around 90 graduate and apply up and those 90 people don't know what to do and ultimately they do something unrelated and yes half of them drop out and i know many because each batch uh, brings in around uh, a range of huge number of uh, girl students particularly and all of them like lose interest after one point of time living in india uh, we are all streamlined uh, because of the society into thinking that uh, marriage is the next option for any girl and after that uh, most of the girls leave dentistry aside maybe the trend is changing now but i feel most of the girls who studied with me or even uh, my uh, seniors like most of them are doing something really different other than dentistry mom i would like to open up with a fact a fact mm. like uh, most of the clinics that i have worked with all the leads have been female clinicians mm. so well, those those, yeah, those female clinicians are like after they graduated they started their practice they they were like these people are really amazing they know how to manage their family life as well as their mm-hmm. clinical practice that special power we have but yeah. those people like have the tendency to uh, like manage the practice for 20 25 years mm-hmm. even the leading practice in chennai mm-hmm. um, like that of dr acharyas mm-hmm. it's based on the queen bee Mm-hmm. we can put it like yes, that yes we can put it like that yeah so and it depends on the person ma'am and depends on their upbringing also if it's like but i also feel money plays an important role in definitely. setting up a clinic because uh, after you finish your graduation and you leave a college you are supposed to have some amount of like say for example 8 lakhs or 10 lakhs so that you can establish your own place if you do not have such kind of a backing from your family then all of that goes waste like what of that 5 to 6 years that you have uh, studied you just go out and earn what 5000 rupees per month that's actually fit and bds graduate do not get more than 15000 rupees the the other problem is that ma'am even for a normal student from a rural background who who hoped to achieve so much when they graduate out they don't know where to get their funds 
Mm. Even if we approach a bank mm. and there is something called as a industrial development system in in Tamil Nadu, you approach them, they don't give you money. Yeah, they don't lend you because you because you're a bachelor degree. Yeah. And the problem is like the representation of a general dentist in any governmental body is very minimal. Yeah. And even if it's a and I I also feel that uh, the huge difference of an MBBS graduate graduate and a BDS graduate, the pay scale is like. like almost 60 70% difference the thing is like the thing is like um when an uh, when a mbbs graduate starts his academic activity he spends around 50 lakh rupees mm-hmm. and uh, and when they join the workforce they cannot be like but i am very sad that they all see it as a business you put 50 lakhs you have to earn that much mom it the when the private colleges started to establish themselves yeah. and then the healthcare industry became from sorry then healthcare transformed into an industry yeah. so we can't uh, we cannot deny the fact anymore no, no, it is a, no, it is an industrial practice nowadays i know it is very wrong for a but dentist to say even going to uh, come into a meritorious practice when you are just purely judged on merit that that the that thing is missing in this education system is what i feel better way to put it is uh, if you are a meritorious student that is not given so much of uh, importance uh, when while you do pg everybody is treated equal but what can you achieve after going out is something really important like if you really want to be a clinician i don't see many avenues opening up but if you really want to survive you can survive on many different aspects survival is always easy ma'am hmm. you But can you can always be a third grade dentist in survival yeah you can hmm. always be a first class dentist in hmm. survival the thing is like the outcome hmm. so in any other industry the outcome is like short term hmm. for it or anything you say hmm. after 5 years there will be a new product and you'll work hmm. on that and when treating a life patient is not like that hmm. after 10 20 years imagine the person coming back and saying like Ah, you treated me very nicely. So that is one emotional factor that we have. And personally, when we try so much, and the Indian population as such, they don't give regards for us. Mm. All they see is like you're a tooth doctor, work mm. your magic, and come <laughs> to appointments, give me your teeth. It is so just considered pronto. like you know, uh, <laughs> it is just a tooth. You just pull it out and go ahead with life, and I'll give you this five hundred rupees and. that is not what i studied for 5 years don't you think so and the thing is like ma'am you see all these cosmetology practices yeah. they could get treatment for freckles and acne scars mm-hmm. and they'll have third grade recession in their tooth mm-hmm. in their very opario problem they mm-hmm. they'll have extensive problem they don't care about that even yeah. if their tooth falls they're like oh, give me that's some fine. fixed yeah, that's it yeah. Uh, but th- when we talk about some soft tissue augmentation, it is really alien to this alien population. To is what I feel. They feel like, "Tool, it's the tool. They can put in now. Chu chu, na agar." But they they will be willing to undergo plastic surgery if we talk to them yeah. plus properly. Yeah. So external appearances, they are more Madam concerned. Madam, more maybe that's because of the social media influence. But uh, I think the social media should also influence the way they smile or look. But I don't see many patients really being concerned about their teeth as much. Maybe that's because of the way the ancestors brought brought them up. Uh, it's just a clove 
uh under your tongue uh, or uh, near in the cheek area then you will be fine the next day or just uh abra- like use of uh, salts and abrasive on your tooth and you will be fine or salt on your gums worse come scenario worst things have happened garlic yeah <laughs> Yeah. and pe- people are mostly concerned about section 2 and section 5 only mm. yes <laughs> the That's... aesthetic finish you layer composite to you put veneer you put hyaluronic peroxide they don't care i just want yeah. to be white and they don't realize that white is not the only Old, color original color of the tooth. tooth and there are shades of white and for indian population you can't expect them to be like extremely white and it will be very awkward when we talk about all this they say like ha oh, what is all this i feel we are caught up in a vicious cycle like uh, i don't know whether to blame the dentists or the patients so uh, as a dentist if i go ahead with a treatment plan that is really like wrong they know it is like wrong or that approach should be changed but because of the patient they mend their ways the thing is like the indian dental practice in itself is flawed yes so we have our seniors they have practiced in such a way when we try to practice something new when the patients or their relatives visit their senior when our visit our seniors they feel like they are doing something differently mm-hmm. and they have their own swing with them mm-hmm. and they don't appreciate what is actually better mm-hmm. for them i don't even see many clinics taking up a case sheet when the patient walks in uh, they don't even uh, like spend time talking to the patient make the patient understand all of that is like really lacking i worked in a practice where they didn't even have an appointment register you have to uh, every patient come. like by their name <laughs> yes. and their tooth problem and be like ha oh, mr x oh he had like rc16 and these people will come after one month or something to get their crown then they'll totally forgot which tooth was operated on mm, that's really so, bad and the approach has to be really changed and it should come from uh, the dentist perspective first before even we go on to the patients because we have to take the role of the dental educators and maybe impart some amount of knowledge to each patient so that they turn back they t- take care of their tooth because not many patients uh, know that so many of their diseases can be found out right from their oral cavity course like for diabetes we feel like there are your gum problem will be the first indicator for your uncontrolled blood sugar levels and your stomach ulcers your respiratory diseases all those causes like foul odor and all we do do all the saliva testing fancy stuff but mm-hmm. we can identify so much from a patient just a look health. just a mouth mirror mm-hmm. just a look and we can do wonders like but as they say like oral cavity is the mirror of your general mm-hmm. health but people, what i feel is like people are more uh, what to say the entire thing is economical yeah. based on economics yes we are building up a practice on money which is not going to work but rather we should build up a practice on education making the patient understand the uh, problem is the patient is also worried on the economy maybe reliability will be the better way to put it we rely on the patients and the patients has to rely on us that it has to be a two way communication that has to happen and uh, it is not like that always you have this am- amount of money you go with this procedure you don't have money don't do this procedure that's how it is i have been in practices which have never compromised also yes i know I coming to, to that i have to appreciate yeah 
<laughs> coming to that uh, after your undergraduation what did you do like did you like go on set up your own practice or uh, immediately you thought you will need some amount of assistance from somebody or you wanted to enhance your skills did you do something for that i really wanted to enhance my skills after my undergraduate degree hmm. because what i feel in my dental school i did a magnum physics When yes, I came it, out, it has no scope, no outside. scope outside. Yes, and there are few fa- practitioners who do who that. Who still do it, but, but it is outdated. outdated. It doesn't toxic. Yes, it doesn't fall into the category of uh, uh, the f- era of dentistry that we are currently in. Digital era. There is digital. Biomimetics. Yes, so many things popping up, and uh, I still feel the our predecessors have to really adapt to it. They are all just holding on to their. Uh, Uh, scheme and just fixing, fixating on doing the age-old practices, but that is not going to be a win situation. So, uh, yeah, I did the mangal fillings and I came out. It was all GIC and composite. Yeah. I, I, for a panic. fact, I, I, it was very, it was a very big panic. Composite, it's somewhat easy. Imagine mm. mixing GIC like. Like to for like yeah. five cavities at a time, tuck tuck tuck. It's very difficult because so we I have not been exposed, exposed to that. So if it was mercury, I'd be like playing with my left hand, right hand, yeah. grinding it, pulling it. That that was, it was how different. it it was. But but I certainly and importantly feel that there has to be a big renewal of the education board curriculum. curriculum that uh, uh, undergraduate degree holds. because most of it are outdated and we do not get so many so much of cases to do in an undergraduate level except for some particular top notch institutions like savita dibai patel something like that so there are there, there was a lot of things that i was not sure with so i wanted to venture into like my senior practice or anything i started with few seniors and i i learned a little bit then i wanted to venture out to more corporate aspect of dentistry and how that system worked and i was not totally pleased with that system mm-hmm. because all their oh i peg, never knew that you worked in a corporate setting it was a it was a it is it was the first corporate setting in india sorry okay. chennai okay it was mm-hmm. big name it mm-hmm. ends with tree aha uh-huh. so their uh, entire goal was patient turnover and output mm. whether he needed the treatment or not is second thing you know? do it yeah i wanted this much mm. targets mm-hmm. that was the first time i learned about targets Target. mm. and i was like why do you want to do this mm. and i i did, i learned a lot of deep caries management mm. during my ug as well as after my ug in my seniors practice they didn't want to turn a savable tooth into a root canal treated tooth Mm-hmm. And uh, when I entered into corporate practice, everything and anything was everything went to root canals. Close your eye, root canal. Yes, a small patientation, no, very big problem. Two root canal yeah. put crown. Mm-hmm. And there's so I, much of compromise to the and, tooth structure. And I feel, and I, I as a dentist, I don't have that much high hopes for root canal. Imagine, however sterilized it may be, there is a foreign subject which is going inside a canal which is like as small as a. Air freckle. Mm. Imagine how much clean the canal has to be to prevent secondary infection. That is my my own uh, thought of it. Even though there are a lot of uh, new technologies which have adapted and enhanced sterilization, like lasers and anything, but I still have my own perspectives. And um, and during during those corporate 
वर्किंग इन दैट कॉपरेट वर्किंग एनवायरमेंट दैट इज लाइक आई वाज नॉट डूइंग व्हाट वाज एथिकल एंड आई पुट इट दैट वे सो आई फेल्ट अ लिटिल बिट ओवरवर्क्ड एंड अंडरपेड एज वेल एज डूइंग समथिंग वेरी बैड देन आई थॉट लाइक ओके चल वी शिफ्ट टू अनदर थिंग then i started to work in another practice and another, mm. another small scale practice so you went time. around working for a year after yeah, your for a complete year okay actually i started working during my internship and mm. i start then i like ventured out for a year mm. i initially wanted to go out of india to find other opportunities so mm. they required that i have 2 years of clinical experience experience yeah so few places considered my internship the mm. other places needed 2 years mm. so i spent Two years, like one year, proper uh, training ka period. Okay, uh, now that I know that you worked and all, I know for a fact that you ventured out of India as well. Then, what in all procedure did you have to do prior uh, to getting uh, your seat there abroad? And how was the practice totally? Was it totally different or slightly different, manageable? Were you like outcasted, or uh, were you looked down because you were an Indian? Because uh, not every time the other side of grass is not always greener. So um, the entire process, I didn't approach any um, agencies or anything. Mm. I went. I did a very thorough search. We you get fixated on an idea. You started doing random searches. They like filter down all the results. You do such stuff, right? So I wanted to venture into a place. I found a place where I could go and uh, do learn a bit more, and it was like affordable for me because usually these foreign ventures are extremely expensive. I didn't want to burn another big hole on my parents' pockets. Yeah. Actually, I'm doing that again, <laughs> but it's another thing. So I didn't want to burn a big hole. So I had an opportunity to study in the Lithuanian University of Health Sciences. It is located in Europe, a small Baltic country with high standards. Mm. So when I venture, when I got to their practice, their levels of standards, and I was really surprised to see people like, "Oh, this is our dental clinic. Oh, this is the foreign dental practice." I was like, mm. initial like it was like that. Well, the change happened from the time you stepped into the their clinic. Or how their they... educational institutions are like next level, ma'am. Yeah. So they have their own. They the where I studied, I did a year fellowship in prosthodontics. They have a separate block for prosthodontics. Yeah. They have a separate block for, for... Uh, oral surgery. Imagine yeah. like a dedicated thousand five hundred something big uh, like square uh, feet of area. Feet area. Yeah, that, that was like one individual block which block was surrounded by car parks and parks and all. Yeah, it was like in the da. Or yeah, or a department for a building, ah, thing, and they have their in-house lab. Everything was textbook. All these foreign authors publish these polished, polished review textbooks. This much of uh, reference uh, textbooks. Uh, car park area. This much of reception no, not area. Not that the work that they do is also like that only. Mm. All like proper cast pouring and all. They don't use these um, what do you call base formers and all. They don't know. Hmm. They pour cast. They invert the cast. Or then they into plaster. Okay. And they trim the plaster base according to the particular dimensions. Hmm. So. So it is inculcated the, from right base, from the base. undergraduate level. And um, and I feel we are just chaos here in India. And undergrad students, um, I don't know whether this will become very big. They don't do much of laboratory activities. Hmm. 
backups carvings teeth settings that's it Mm. Where are you able to find out whether they do uh, wax up on the tooth like we do in the first years, no, carving a tooth or blot like that? Not like that. It's like the typical wax up that they do in the laboratories. Yeah, those kind, those actually help them help to us. learn morphology yes. better. Not yes. unlike Rather carving than, a single block yes, of wax. Yes, I understand. Because the they build it from scratch mm. they don't cut it out from a <laughs> solid block, block. Yes. they build it from scratch and they learn it so much and their practical exams for a second year practical exam they have to do post and core mm. cast post and core uh, the the range of education itself is uh, so not, it's not like totally textbook based like i don't know i graduated in 17 it was all textbook based i have to give eight papers in my last year die mm. <laughs> here <laughs> but their paper is like you have to do certain amount of clinical work so this clinical work was transformed into a particular weighted mark yeah. and together with that and your practical exam mm. so they had like um, all these dummy models yeah. realistic mm. they could work on it comparable to natural tooth they did all their preparations they are not allowed to touch patients until they are in the fourth year mm. they are allowed to observe but they are not allowed to touch so that is the amount of uh, standard genetics that they follow abroad when compared to india mm. in india we start our practice in third year mm. and in that certain institutions i feel it's uh, not uh, not a bad, bad thing. thing because i feel the population in india is also really huge, huge. And, and the thing is like even if they start their practice i don't blame our pro- i i'm yeah, actually yeah. happy mm-hmm. that we start working in mm. third year but can you imagine that where the staff and student ratio is balanced hmm. a single staff could be together there with you with and teach you in starting position individual attention. attention that that is possible in few colleges in other colleges it is not because the staff will be there the student will be there the patient will not be there mm-hmm. in few places and the patient think, will be there the student will be there staff students there are really particular that they want to do dentistry extremely and they go ahead to do dentistry because they are uh, really interested <laughs> there, in it there is a separate entrance exam for dentistry yes so it's not like your joint exams in ah. india they it's have not that. like your dad is a dentist you become a dentist they do and not. they lose interest here here but the practices are very lucrative there mm. so if one person becomes a dentist it depends they are also open about their children becoming a dentist, dentist yeah. they don't mm. force them yeah I feel uh, some or the other way a child is pushed into dentistry and he doesn't like it halfway through he is not able to get out of the situation nor be in that situation but he is being constantly forced to earn a living out of it and becomes a failure it's some it's a it's how do you how can i put it it's like toxic. and also have you ever felt that you are uh, comparing with your uh, peers uh schoolmates who are in IT and they earn such a huge margin and you're just sitting here <laughs> earning so much i simply don't talk about that when i meet my peers <laughs> yeah. so that's how i avoid conversation but and i feel we are so much more educated and uh, we do we are in constant touch with the with people on a daily basis but uh, our worth is so low compared to them um i what i feel like what our uh, outcome output is i feel it's more uh, greater than an it professional mm. 
I gave a person's health back. I don't maybe general health, not like a dog. Yeah, maybe a smile Man, back. That's a smile that's back. A joy. A tata or party could eat yeah. properly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that is my happy outcomes, and I feel like the Indian population doesn't like give regard. I know I don't. There are few people, but most don't like appreciate the work that What is going do, on. Yeah. So the amount of hard work that is that goes behind their smile, they they like ignorantly unaware. There is sin. There is like always no hope. The problem is that the um, the amount of uh, how do you how do I put it? The amount representation. I feel representation is very minimal. So the top uh, dental accountable dental body in India has only specialists. Hmm. Can you see any general dentist who sits in the? No, I think that representation has to change, change. first. And I don't, uh, I don't want them to completely remove, completely yeah, yeah, replace general dentists or anything. It should hmm. be fifty-fifty, right? Yes, and of course. You, when we, when we see, you cannot be casted out because you have not done a master's degree. Is what I feel because. nobody has come out and really talked about the practical difficulties a dental graduate uh, faces is it really a bed of roses for them is a question mark that i keep thinking keep pondering upon is but i have never really gotten an answer maybe i'll venture out and find out now that i've started the podcast series it's very difficult because i what i feel basically is going wrong is There is a little representation of general dentists in India, and the specialists in who do that in a particular governing body. body. Mm. And uh, the dentists are not only in the metros; they are in the suburban areas also. True. And each, each, for for instance, in Tamil Nadu, every district now has a medical college. Hmm. And uh, can you imagine a dental department which has only specialists? Hmm. And they don't take in general the dentists. dentists. Yeah. So these medical colleges. So so much of uh, job infrastructure is job, there. Yeah, infrastructure is there, but the job opportunities are lost uh, for is, so that, much that, of that people. That is the basic problem. Uh, can you imagine, like, if there are like twenty immediately junior residents in a regional hospital? Imagine the amount of exposure that they could get: yeah. surgeries, root yeah. canals, respiration. Imagine the patient benefit. Yeah. And uh, the thing is, like the dental colleges, when I graduated in seventy, uh, continuing dental education was not a big thing. Yeah. In India, it is not a big thing. Okay. How was your journey after you came back from there? How was your clinical practice? How difficult what was it for you to establish the clinic? Tell us more about it. After the lifting of the COVID restrictions, uh, things started to get a bit stable. There was a steady patient flow, uh, not comparable to that of uh, pre-COVID phase, uh, but it was something uh, to work on and to expect uh, to grow. Uh, I did, I was very happy doing my general dentist work, and uh, at this point of time, I realized. patients demand for fixed prosthesis was getting uh, more and these patients didn't have uh, what it uh, what was needed to provide a traditional tooth supported fixed uh, restorations and the only option available for them was implants and uh, i had a brief idea about implants and i was not confident in placing an implant and restoring it and um, in this led to me to get in consultants 
and i was really uh, surprised to see these people making uh, a, a big fortune uh, just uh, in a in an hour's appointment um, and i was really amazed by the work that they could do like to give uh, restore and give smile to a patient who had no who had by other senses uh, didn't have that uh, type of uh, uh, thing possible that type of outcome possible by any other means so this really uh, got me excited and uh, it oh, and this transformed into my interest towards dental implantology now how did you manage the patients was there any particular protocol that you followed the protocol that i followed during my practice was to have all the necessary materials and equipment available so that i can provide treatment more efficiently and the other thing with having all those instruments and uh, equipment is that i could communicate with the patients more easily for example i had an rvg so after making the x-rays i could discuss with the patient i could show it to them and i was and visibly they can see the uh, disease that they have and how and and i will use that and i use those x-rays to treat, tell them how the treatment was going to be done and how how their pain is going to be uh, relieved uh, they are going to be relieved of the pain so it made my treatment more comprehensive and the patients were more satisfied i believe uh, the strong patient uh, doctor communication uh, was the key to the success of my practice it always helped me to get more patients the other uh, practices which i feel beyond the patient doctor communication is the clinics uh, cleanliness and uh, sterilization of equipment so be it fumigation twice a day and cleaning even the spittoons even if my assistant was not available i made sure i did that properly so these were my learning uh, learning steps and i never uh, felt that i was not i was doing something that i was not supposed to I I actually felt more uh, responsible and I felt that I was doing the best for my patient. So I believe if everyone could have that instilled upon them so their practices can be improved. So this is the protocol that I follow. What led you to implantology? How was your journey after that? Can you tell me about your future plans, goals and also any information or a piece of advice to the present BDS graduates? The future is always a mystery. I firmly believe in the present. For now, it is me and my implant program. And what I see myself doing in another year or two is uh, finding a practice where I can potentially show my skills. and improve uh, the patient satisfactions and outcomes maybe creating few more smiles and later on uh, developing my own practice with my own uh, which can meet my own set of expectations so this happen this will be my future plans maybe set up a multi speciality practice or maybe a practice which is uh, specifically limited to implant dentistry or doing all sorts of implants So this will be my future plans. It's just not advice. It's just the word of caution. People don't really like advices. 
uh, when when i started dentistry i thought dentistry will be the only thing that is going to support me throughout and as the years moved on i realized that uh, doing a single thing can never um, help you to establish yourself both personally as well as uh, professionally it is better that we keep on learning new things and a new um, and in and, and move on to new fields uh, it's not just uh, you have to leave one uh, field and uh, skip on to another thing but for survival it is important that we know all trades be it investing content writing um, which can give you the economic stability that you might need or dance drama or uh, sports and recreation which can help you to ease the stress that you undergo on a day to day basis so i feel that these two things are quite often neglected among uh, beginners and this leads to a lot of problem at the later stage of their careers so this will be the word of caution not advice to the younger people i would really like to thank you for giving me this opportunity to be in this podcast so this entire uh, session had has helped me to look uh, both prospectively and retrospectively through my journey in dentistry and i hope uh, the few pointers that i gave could help other people so and i wish that that this podcast does more uh, stuff like this so that more people can be encouraged to get into this profession and those in in this profession are encouraged to get much better at what they do thank you very much ma'am thank you sundaram it was amazing having you do my second episode of podcast and you gave so many pointers for us to take back and to ponder upon is what i really feel if we always ski on this easiest slopes we will never become olympic skiers to overcome the fears and difficulties that come from step stepping outside of our comfort zone part of which erickson calls deliberate practice first rate continuous feedback will be a big help to us put simply we need a teacher mentor or coach who will offer us supervision and advice to help us cross the river who is your mentor when we read about people who become well known for their genius we sometimes get the feeling they were born with a talent and suddenly as if by magic became the best but behind every genius there was almost always a master or mentor who guided them mozart's father guided his son from a very early age and by the time he was 10 the child had already surpassed 10000 years of deliberate practice under his supervision albert einstein's first mentor was max talmy an ophthalmologist who ate at the einstein's home once a week and started to gift him science books when he was still a child geniuses are not born they are made you can be the next genius at any age if you know how to choose a mentor 
who is capable of guiding you and igniting your spark and who can unleash your full potential. Thank you, my dear folks. It was lovely catching up with you all. One, two.